teachers. I hope you're doing well today. Thank you so much to those of you who've been leaving reviews on iTunes. I really appreciate it. If you haven't left a review yet, go over to iTunes, take a couple of minutes to share with me and other teachers what you've been learning from this podcast. A few weeks ago, I taught a very special online teaching boot camp. This was a live workshop, and we had so many teachers live from all over the world attend. It was so fun to meet many of you, and I know many of the podcast listeners were at that boot camp as well. I wanted to share with you a few little pieces from this recording because it was such a valuable and informative class. We focused on engaging methods for teaching as well as organization and marketing. So here are just a couple of clips from that class. I hope you enjoy them. And this is Online Teaching Bootcamp. Here are several of my online students. And what I decided was I really wanted to start teaching online. Previous to online teaching, I had been traveling to all my students. I was so burnt out. I was done having a full-time job at a school and having all of these students that I was driving to. I just felt so burnt out. So I made it my goal within one year to be exclusively an online teacher. And it wasn't easy. I'll tell you, I had to learn a lot, a lot about technology and setup and how to get the students set up. So, so many things that I had to research and learn as I was figuring all of it out. Within one year, I switched my studio to being fully online. My husband and I left Arizona to travel with my husband and daughter. So we actually traveled around the world for three years while teaching music online. I'm not doing that currently at this exact moment because of COVID-19, but I have figured out how to have a very, very flexible online music studio business. While I was doing this, a lot of other teachers began to inquire about how I was able to teach online while traveling. And honestly, anybody we told that I was teaching online, they, everyone wanted to know how, how does this work? How, how are you able to set it up, but also how are you able to help students progress? And I bet a lot of you listening, if you think about your mentality pre-COVID about online teaching, thinking back to that, it wasn't an, probably something that you were even considering, something that you knew how to do other than if you had bad weather. It was just kind of this foreign idea. This is when I created the Scale Your Studio system. I wanted to share with teachers the methods, the technology, the business, the marketing, everything, so that they didn't have to spend eight years figuring it out for themselves <laughs> like I had done. And I just want you to know that I understand what it's like to crave freedom and flexibility that an online studio can bring. And I am living proof that it's possible. And now I should say dozens of you who are listening from all parts of the world, you guys are proof that this is possible. You are proof that it does not take years and years to figure out how to teach online. You're proof that you can have students in Africa, you can have students in London, you can have students in California, and you can be living in one spot. It is absolutely amazing. Okay, here we go. I want you to pull something out to take notes with, maybe get the notes app out on your phone. At the end of the webinar, you will be invited to join my membership where I cover the tech and specific specifics in much more detail. You know, in workshops that we kind of speed through things, I want to give you as much as I possibly can in this one hour. 
but I, of course, am going to invite you to join, join the program because that is, that's a whole year, year's worth of lessons and videos and learning so that you can really scale your online business. Okay. The first thing I want to talk about are three mistakes that keep a lot of teachers stuck from progressing. And a lot of this teachers has to do with mindset. It has to do with how you view yourself, your business, your passions, and your career. And the first one is online lessons are less effective than in-person lessons. Tell us in the chat if you thought this prior to teaching online. Was this a thought or is it maybe still a challenge for you? What you need to do if you still have this mentality is you need to pivot. Pivot is a slight shift from how we do something to improving our methods to pivot for something else, something bigger, something better. So on the screen, you'll see five ways that you can pivot your online studio. Tell us in the chat. Okay, I'm loving the chat, by the way. You guys are saying that it's still a challenge. Some of you are saying, I absolutely thought, Lorna is saying absolutely. She thought that before COVID, before teaching online, that, that it was not as effective. Oh, Leah says, I have a parent that has this mindset. Yes, absolutely. I have great, I have five states away who is doing great. Luann has, oh, hi, Luann. <laughs> she says she has a great nephew who's doing fantastic online. So, so many positives for online teaching. Tell us in the chat of one numbers one through five, which ones have you done in your studio? One through all of them? Have you done virtual recitals? Have you done online activities? Have you done screen sharing? Are you using apps? And if there is something on there that you haven't done, that's what I would invite you to start implementing in your studio so that you can have more of an online centered learning for your students. All of them, all of them, every, all of them except for number one, Lauren Porter says two, three, and four. Great, thank you for, you guys are so awesome for sharing us with us in the chat. I just think it's so fun to get a, such a huge group of excellent musicians in one space. I wish we could all get our instruments out and play for each other because I know we're just surrounded by some talent in this event. Mistake number two is thinking that online lessons are only a temporary solution for teaching students. Previous to COVID, maybe you used online lessons for if a student was traveling, if, you, if a student was sick and couldn't come to your studio, if you live in tornado country and you have tornado warnings and they can't come in, or during COVID-19 and you thought, you told your parents, we're going to do this while everything is virtual. We think, or we used to think that it was temporary, but the good news is, here's the good news. Thousands of music students and music teachers enjoyed online lessons before the pandemic. I am one of them. And tell us again in the chat, were you one of the teachers who, who enjoyed teaching online pre-pandemic? Is this something that you did? And if not, that's okay, because moving forward, you now have the skills to make this your full-time. Okay. Mistake number three is thinking that you are too busy to market yourself as an online teacher, thinking that you are too busy. And now notice that I said, not just, I didn't say you are too busy to market. I said, thinking you're too busy because the word busy is actually just a thought. It's not real. It's a badge we put on our shirt and say, I'm too busy to do this, that, or whatever. 
And that's a mindset that we can shift together. We can shift it to, oh, I just need to manage my time so that I have more time for growth. And that comes with training. It comes with building this foundation of your studio so that you have all the time you need for marketing. Here is a quick visual for how you can better spend your time to help you divide tasks. So I want you to imagine, I actually have an entire workshop, a couple of hour workshop inside the membership to help you with your time. But a basic rule for this, I won't go into depth, but basically what you wanna do is block your time into sessions called batching. So you'll do all of your studio planning, lesson planning in a batch. That's a two hour batch or a four hour batch you do once a month. Same thing with organization, marketing and social media, your billing and professional development. Stop doing all of those things in one day and start planning your planning. <laughs> if you've never planned your planning, then you are still trying to figure out how to get your life organized. <laughs> if we don't plan, our lives can feel so crazy and time management can help with that. Okay, let's dive right into tools for engaging lessons. I reached out to so many of you who, and I asked you, what are some of your biggest questions or your biggest hurdles for teaching online? And a lot of you, there were two, two things that were the most often, um, the most often challenges that were given to me. The first one was finding new students, studio growth. And the second was in lesson engagement. And I want to give you tools, ideas, and so many things so that you can walk away and say, okay, I'm going to try this this week, or I'm going to try this today with a student. Tool number one is Rock Out Loud. And I am actually going to share a link with you in the chat. If you've never heard of it, if you want a free trial, then I want you to check out Rock Out Loud. It is an incredible Okay, let me just grab this. It is an incredible software. And in my opinion, it is my, I'll grab it in a second. In my opinion, this is the best calling software available for music educators. You are able to use a whiteboard. You are able to share your screen. You are able to share media. You're able to annotate. There are so many awesome tools. There's the link finally, sorry about that. And yeah, it's just a great tool. It's very similar to Zoom, the, the differences would be that the audio is so much better than Zoom, so much better. You can still do a waiting room. You can still do group lessons, recitals, all of it. Jane is saying Rock Out Loud is great. And Mike Grant is so helpful. Yes, it is. I love it so much. Something you can try with software like Rock Out Loud, you can share a video with your audio straight from YouTube to your student's device. If you haven't done this yet, this is a great way for you to, to help you demonstrate lessons. I actually have a YouTube channel called Teach Music Online, hundreds of videos of me just playing the song and demonstrating. So if you don't know a song or you want somebody else to demonstrate it for you, you can just share a video from your computer to their device with the audio as though the student was watching it from their phone. It's very, it's a very helpful tool. And if you haven't done it yet, you've got to start using more screen share. All right, tool number two is Carol Matt's interactive piano method. I'm gonna share a couple of things I love about it and then I'm gonna turn this over to Carol and she's gonna share with you even more. It's digital, she includes MP3s, it's so well written. 
online activities are included and theory activities are included as well. Great. Well, first of all, Carly, thank you so much for having me uh, today during this webinar. And I see a lot of my teachers and, you know, I think it's just such a wonderful thing for us to be able to have this community. So thank you again. Um, I know a lot of you are familiar with the interactive piano method. Um, so for those of you who aren't as familiar, let me just go over a couple of basic things that I think will be really helpful for you as we wade our way into the fall semester. So what's really nice here is that it's all in one. It's comprehensive. It's got everything you need all in one package. So if you were to get, and, and by the way, the, the regular price of a, of a level is $18.95. So it's really doable. It's a lot of bells and whistles that you don't have to pay for. So it's just really great music with all of this stuff combined. Lesson book, lesson book also comes as a PDF. So of course you can have your students put that on their tablets. You can print it also. Um, and one thing that's really important that I wanted to remember to mention is we know a lot of us, you know, we saw in the comments are teaching in a hybrid mode some online i'm in florida we're going in and out of quarantines various schools so you kind of it's like whack-a-mole you never know when you're going to be in class or when you're going to have a student online so this is actually designed for in-person teaching so you can use this with your in-person students but it is so convenient to teach online you've got the mp3 company accompaniments like carly mentioned and now the online activities what's cool about this is ear training theory games, virtual flashcards, fun facts, music history, all kinds of stuff. Um, and what teachers have told me that they've really appreciated is that these are like little bite-sized online games and activities. And they're gonna save you time because they directly relate to whatever that unit's topic is talking about, any new learn concepts. So what's also neat is that they automatically grade themselves. So students can see what they got right and what they got wrong. Uh, they can reset and do them over and over. So that's really engaging for them. And I think it's also important uh, for you as a time saver. You don't have to go. How many times have you been in a lesson? You're like, oh, where's that thing that I saw that was perfect on sixths or, you know, teaching the cadence chords in the key of F. I mean, we can go through our filing cabinets and pull things out and look for that perfect activity sheet, that perfect technique exercise. Uh, an app happens to have, you know, a good reinforcement activity, but that requires a lot of scrambling on your part. So my idea was to act as an aggregator for you so that you would have a little bit of everything. It's like salad bar. I love salad bar. So you pick what you want, you choose what you want, you use the method flexible in any way that you'd like to use it. And that way, you've got a really great beginning. If you haven't started teaching online, you've got it all right there. The other, the other time saver, think about this. Everything is in digital format. No more scanning music. Everything is already there. If you're not into tech and you're a little you know, weird about it, it is, if you can go on Amazon and buy something, uh, log into an account and buy you know, something off of Amazon, and if you know how to download a PDF, you're set because you can print everything. So this goes from the technophobes, which I know a lot of you are not, but some people who might be hesitant, you will be helped out greatly by this. So you have everything all in one place. And one other thing I wanted to say that teachers happen to really love, I include a lot of familiar pieces. And I know not a lot of you are familiar with my famous and fun series, arrangements. 
I just think that that really engages students. It kind of gets them a little more excited to play a melody that they're familiar with. And so I have a lot of fresh sounding arrangements of well-known stuff. Uh, I personally love, and teachers have told me, I want to make better left hand, <laughs> better bass clef readers. So I have I'm kind of famous for my left hand melodies, even at the very beginning, getting students to move around the keyboard, to play in three, four times. And so you can see that supplemental PDF, you can download it all at once. You can download one you know, sheet if you need an activity sheet, very flexible. So performance pieces, activity sheets, techniques, and so forth. Now, what's interesting here is that all those online activities and digital downloads, the PDFs, everything, they all carefully correspond to each unit in the lesson book. So here you can see a little piece. This is like the end of a song, da 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 dum. Okay, and then do unit nine online. So you see that little, those little check boxes, performance pieces, activity sheet, and technique pages. So it's all coordinated for you. So the student has either a, I, you know, sell the professionally printed lesson books or the PDF, whatever way you'd like to use it. And then you finish the song and assign the student the performance piece, the activity sheet, the technique page. And that varies depending from unit to unit on what they get. And then also they go online and you see those little colorful characters up there. There's a little colorful keyboard that's teaching, you know, reviewing intervals, uh, reviewing note reading and all kinds of things. So you see all these colorful activities, you've got ear training, musical concepts, all these sorts of things, supplemental PDFs. And then what's really important is that it's convenient for you because students can log in during their lesson if they're with you in your studio, they can log in on your computer, your tablet, if you have like a little music lab set up or something, and they can also do this at home. So each student has their own little website account and they just go on. If you want to look at stuff and go through the activities with them, you log out of your own account, you log into the students, you just put in their email, you log in, boom, all their answers are saved, all of their progress is saved and it's really easy to access. Thank you, Carol, so generous of you. And it's so fun to get to hear you explain your methods. I know I see you posting all the time and being so helpful for teachers. So thanks for taking a few minutes and sharing with us even more. All right, we're going to keep going and actually continue talking about the interactive method because with the interactive method, you can actually share screen share during online lessons. Something I recently added to the Teach Music Online course that I provide are instructional videos for how to use the interactive method with your actual online students. Because sometimes we have materials, we just don't know exactly how to incorporate them. So what you see is a picture of me actually with one of my students screen sharing some music from level three of one of her books. And the student had it printed out on her end and we were going through the music together. The benefits of screen sharing are you're able to show the student examples and teach them a new concept. You can play a game with students through screen share. You can show notated music like on like as you see here and you can share screen share a video. Tell us in the chat if you have not yet used screen share. Something I often tell teachers who feel stressed or overwhelmed or like this is not working frustration. I the first thing I ask is are you sharing your screen? And if a lot of the time they say no because they're using FaceTime or some program that doesn't allow it. So step number one is to start using a program like Rock Out Loud Live or Zoom where you can actually 
share what you're thinking in your head with the student. And if you're not, then we need to start doing that right away. Like, like not like yesterday, <laughs> because it's going to make all the difference. Okay. Tool number Tool number, okay, where am I? Number four, oh wait, first try this. <laughs> open your interactive piano method that you're going to go get right now for free. Open it during a lesson. She actually includes, as mentioned, digital units of activities where you can reinforce theory concepts. So this one is a key signature, little key signature game. I often will have those open for my lessons to reinforce what we're learning in the books. And you can just share it on your screen and you can give the student mouse control or you can control it and just ask them. Tool number four is to use printable PDFs for the student. This is another way to utilize all of the things you have already and send it over to the parents, have them printed out for the student to have on hand during a lesson. Where do you find PDFs for the student? The first suggestion would be interactive piano method. They can actually print their digital books out from home. Teacherspayteachers.com is an amazing resource where you can find so many activities, composition games and improvisation, songwriting. I mean, so many tools that you can just quickly search and purchase for your studio. Pinterest is an amazing search tool. Lots of music educators share free materials on Pinterest that you can use to add to your PDF libra library for your students. Teaching communities communities with other teachers where we are all creating resources that we freely share with each other. Musical mind games is another really great resource. I love using musical mind games for beginner students and helping them learn their notes on the staff. They have a lot of really great rhythm activities, little flashcards that you can print out and that are great for beginner students. Is musical, are musical mind games familiar to any of you? I'm curious if that's something that you guys have used before. Additional tips for success with engagement specifically. I want you to choose games that match your teaching style. What is a game that actually fits your personality? Use what you already have. Go through your library, go through all of those bins and folders of music that I know you have and see what you can repurpose for online lessons. Don't use tech if you aren't used to it already. So I'm about to give you some app suggestions. I wouldn't suggest downloading all of these apps and trying to implement them tomorrow. Do it, little, do it a little bit at a time, which is the next one, test games. Test your games and your new ideas with one or two students before implementing them across your studio. Have a real purpose or musical intention to every game. Don't bring in random apps just to keep the student busy. Obviously, we want to always be teaching them something musical and valuable. Keep your games short and simple. Every activity we use and do, apps, all of them, I usually say three minute games twice during a lesson. So at minute 10, I try to do a three minute game and around minute 20. And then sometimes at the end, if there's extra time, but anything longer than that, and it's taking up way too much time and we don't get to the rest of our material. Essential apps for online lessons. I'm just going to fly through these and you are welcome to write down any of them. Share with us in the chat if you are familiar with these because these are ones you should definitely be trying. How are you going to use apps during your online lessons? If you haven't tried this yet, here are some a few ideas. You actually can screen share the app from your device. So I can join a lesson with my phone and my computer. 
I can open the app on my phone and screen share it with the student, or I can join from an iPad and do that. The second way is to connect your iPad to your laptop and through Zoom, you can actually select, you go to screen share and then you can select your device and it just shares the screen of your device with your students. The third way of sharing apps is to have the student download the app and complete the game during your lesson. I do this all the time. So I'll say, okay, we're gonna play a quick game of Flash Note Derby, open the app, and you can actually still hear them during your lesson if they're on their iPad. And they just come back to your lesson after they're done. They don't have to leave the call to make that happen. My first app that I love and always recommend is Tanara. There, there was a lot of talk about Tanara actually at the very beginning of COVID and so many teachers have transferred over. Tell me if you guys are one of them. If you're a teacher who has started using Tanara since this crazy pandemic, it's an amazing way to digitize so many things and be able to message your students. Luann said, yay Tanara, of course. Luann is, she actually is an amazing Tanara expert. So if you need help, talk to Luann. And it's so, yeah, it's so awesome. I'm going to put a link in the chat. If you have not used it yet, there is a link to get 30 days for free. And actually, if you use the code, do I have it up here? Yes. If you write down this code, you actually get 20% off your first year subscription. That's my code. If you want to use it, write it down and get 20% off your first year. Such a great app. Download it, test it out, try it, and see how it works for you. The second app I love is called Music Flash Class, a very straightforward app for flashcards, but you are able to quiz your students. It's great for all ages. It's not that expensive. I actually make this a requirement for all of my new students that they download Music Flash Class because it's such a fantastic tool for learning and our students love apps. So it's, it's so much better in my opinion than having them get flashcards that they just the paper ones i still like those during the lesson but as far as homework during the week i just have them use music flash class tenuto who uses tenuto tenuto is a way for you to reinforce theory concepts like chords scales intervals harmonic training your ear training there are even just note reading key signatures i love using it for key signatures they even have parallel scales parallel minors that i mean it gets very advanced in this app so another great app that i use with the students during the lesson i just hold my ipad up to the screen and have them go through um, some quizzes with me super score super score is a digital library of digital Music, music. Actually, what you see on the screen, Carol Matz has several of her books inside SuperScore. And I am trying to get all of my students to transition to SuperScore because of the digital nature. It actually plays with the student. You can change it so it's one hand or the other. They have accompaniment tracks, lots of really, really fun things with SuperScore. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna give you a second to write these down again. <laughs> Tanara, Music Flash Class, Super Score, and Tenuto was the other one. So write them down, try out one per week. Don't, don't overwhelm yourself and try to do all of this at the same time. These are all really, really fun. Tara's asking, does it work with acoustic piano? Super Score is not like Piano Maestro in the same nature where it listens. It does have to be connected via MIDI for it to follow the student. As far as I know, unless they've had amazing updates, I don't think that they have that feature yet. 
Let's talk about teaching young students. Specifically, this is something that is very common, a very common question I get asked is working with students from ages four to six or four to seven is a challenge. It's a challenge when they're in person, let alone online. So let's give you some tips to help them out. Here's one of my really cute little students when I was teaching in Arizona. That's, yeah, I love that picture. Here are a few tips. The first one is to invite the parent to participate. I would add, make it a requirement for the parent to participate for the first two months, if not longer. Number two, do not use a smartphone. That student cannot understand you or see you or hear you. If they're learning from you on a phone, they should be on at least a tablet, if not a computer. Number three, use well-written and fun method books. Make it exciting for them. Make the method book come alive for them. If there's a duck on the page, make the duck talk. Have them color the duck. There are so many things we can do to just make it more for them. Demonstrate with video and audio. Use multimedia. Use resources to make their lesson engaging and fun. Use three activities to break up the lesson. If that sounds like a lot of work, then you need my engagement cheat sheet that I'm giving to everyone who joins the membership today. On that engagement cheat sheet, I have a huge list of games you can play with your student with very, very minimal effort and without any technology. So they're little tiny games you can play with them and have them do from their end. That's on my cheat sheet. The sixth one is to have a basket of manipulatives. What manipulatives do you use with your online students? Tell us in the chat. Are you using little erasers or stickers or highlighters or sticky notes, dice? Um, colored pencils, crayons. There's so many things we can use with our young students. I actually know there are some teachers who have their students purchase these on Amazon. They send them an Amazon list when they join and they purchase all of these things when they first join. Shanika just said whiteboard and Legos. A whiteboard, such a great tool for a beginner student to have on their piano where they can practice drawing notes. Uh, even a whiteboard with a staff on it would be an excellent idea. Make sure that student has a binder for organization. Communicate with the parent often. In the membership, I have an entire module, several videos all about communication, studio communication, how to do it. I even have templates that you can copy and paste and use for your studio. Number 10 is ask a lot of questions. Who is guilty of talking the entire lesson? If your voice is tired, after teaching a five-year-old, I, I think we need to reevaluate how we are engaging with that student. We're talking too much, too much. They're not going to ask you questions or give you feedback if you are just this, the whole entire lesson. <laughs> Tell us in the chat if you feel like you're guilty of that. I think we all are because we have so much knowledge <laughs> and we want to just deliver it to the student and we want them just to soak it up and learn and remember everything we have ever said. It doesn't work that way. And I think, I truly think with online lessons, when we ask questions, when we are engaging, we can have so much fun with these young beginner students. I have a couple of teachers I work with who teach group classes online to five-year-olds, group classes, and they have so much fun with those students and parents who are there together and they have a lot of success with online, online teaching. <clears throat> Easy tips for better organization in your studio. I mentioned we are going to talk about organization today. Better tips for organization. 
organize all of your files on Google Drive. Tell us in the chat if you are loving Google Drive. If you have not digitized everything yet, get everything on Google Drive so that they're easy to access, so that you can send them to parents, so that you can have everything in one place. I suggest creating folders for everything. Create a folder for every student. Create a folder for every level. Share those folders with the parents so they have access to all of the materials you use during your lessons. Transfer all paper forms and registration Google registration forms to Google Forms. Just raise your hand. I can see you guys right now. Raise your hand if you use Google Forms yet. I want to see if any of you are using Google Forms. Anybody? Okay, I saw a few. If you're not, it's time. It's time to become digital. <laughs> and when you become digital, you are able to onboard that student registration process. You're able to easily get those students online. And it's su such a better way for you to scale your studio because you have everything available to you to send students to your, to your resources. The next one is to map out your curriculum with a spreadsheet. This is something I wish, okay, well, first of all, I wish there was business school when we go to music school. I wish there were business classes because we're trained as musicians and I think many musicians end up teaching. We first start out gigging or performing or writing or composing, all these things we love. And a lot of us supplement that with teaching. But the problem is we don't have the business sense to Think about our studio as a business. One small way to take your business seriously is to actually think about your curriculum. What, what path are you taking your students on? What are the milestones you hope that they are hitting? Now, you could go crazy with this and take a year to make it amazing. That's not what I'm saying. I want you to take an hour or two hours to sit down and say, okay, what, what do I want my level ones to know by the end of this year? write down a few bullet points and get into this mindset of where am I taking my students versus just letting things happen to them, which I have been guilty of before. Invest in your business teachers. Take time now to get organized and build your studio foundation so that you'll have more time later for marketing and studio growth. I believe we, we as teachers, we are we are action takers. We're busy. We want to do things today. We want to make a difference. I mean, we have such passion. I want to like, I, I want to uh, rechannel your passion <laughs> towards getting your business solid and that foundation solid so that you're setting yourself up for success for the next 20 years, the next 30 years, however long you plan on really having a thriving business. I hope you enjoyed listening to the recording of my online teaching bootcamp that I did for online music teachers online. If you are interested in any more free classes, you can go to teachmusic.online. I have free webinars all about marketing your online music studio. If you haven't already tuned into that, go ahead over to teachmusic.online to grab that free class. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. 
With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10X level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.